Welcome to The Realist Uncensored, where we're bringing you real fucking issues with real fucking opinions. I'm Checkers, and over there is Chinny the Chinchilla. What's going on, guys? <laughs> Gotta bring it back. <laughs> What's up, YouTube Rumble, and everybody listening on your favorite podcast directory? Thank you for listening, and we appreciate the support. Yeah. That's right. I had this stupid fucking ad up. Fucking ads. They're getting bad. They are. So how's your week been? Um, long, tiring. You know, it's not easy being, uh, you know, this masculine and this toxic all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you'd get it. I get it. You got it. <laughs> um, other than that, there's been a lot of interesting stuff in the news lately. Yeah, there has been. Yeah, there has been. And again, you know, like like you say on every podcast, uh, we our week is Thursday to Thursday with this show. And, you know, I look on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it's nothing really special popping up. It, you know, Monday, Tuesday rolls around, and all of, a sudden, all of a sudden stuff just starts rifling out. Yeah. But anyways, uh, before he gets too carried away on stuff rifling out, we have uh, yeah. some formats on the show. Uh, not too many, but we got a few, so I don't want all you listeners getting confused. But today is the Realist Weekly Wrap-Up, where we do grab articles, like MJ said, from Thursday to Thursday. Then on other days you could be hearing, which the other day would be, Wednesday is a Realist Unwrap, which we just released um, the psychological effects that social media is causing. Um, and on the realist unwrap, we, uh, dive into specified subjects and then you hear a little about it because we're not going to go all the way into it because you know what, as a listener or a viewer, you should be doing some research on these as well and basing your own opinion, not hearing me and MJ and being like, yeah, I'm going to go with their opinion because they did all the fucking research. Right. And then on other days like Monday, we have the message Monday, which uh, if you haven't heard one lately, fucking let MJ know in uh, the comments. Let MJ know in the email. Let him know on social media that you guys want to hear that message Monday because he's responsible for what uh, Mondays it's being dropped. Because in a past show, if you didn't know, he claimed he had a bunch of ideas. I do. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Well, then why haven't we done any? Are you doing your own show? Your own little show with a five-minute clip? No, no, no. No, no, no. Can't be doing that. Can't be doing that. No. <laughs> I mean, uh, other than that, it's uh it's been a been an interesting week. I mean, um pretty tired. Yeah. Well, you got a you do have a lot going on. You're doing seventy five hard, you're working, and like you've said before, you're a truck driver, so you're having to deal with all the people that are out at odd times that we've talked about before where well, it's like, what it, the fuck? It, what, are, what are you doing out? Well, it's not even that. It's, um, it's the more I'm out on the road, the more I'm realizing that, uh, you know, that I, I could, I could be a genius because like the stupidity <laughs> on the road, like, Oh, it's bad. I was talking to another driver and he's like, yeah, I, I agree. He goes, uh, you know, I'm starting to realize that uh, I'm related to the Einsteins somewhere in my lineage. I don't know where, but it, it's there. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I but, and while that. he's saying that, I got an Audi to the left of me 
we're literally doing like five miles an hour because we're crawling in traffic. He almost drives into a guardrail. <laughs> well, there you go. That social media right there. He's probably on his phone checking the newest, hottest TikTok that's out there. And being like, oh, yeah, I'll do it better. <laughs> in the middle of traffic. Yeah. You know, it, it's... uh. It, it's get it's getting pretty uh pretty bad out there like people people need to start um start focusing on um the road instead of their goddamn phone because as soon as you get in traffic it's like everybody wants to be on their fucking phone yeah because they're bored they they don't have them they can't just sit in their in their own space without something interacting with them exactly it's it's really sad how society's really just moved towards that so anyways, uh, like you were talking about, stories have been coming in left and right and from the top and whatever. So I got this um, screenshot I found, and um, it's a quick little blurb from TASS. Um, they're a Russian state-affiliated media company, but they're letting it out into the world. that. Um, and this was on April 12th, so that would be Wednesday that Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky and his entourage have embezzled at least $400 million sent to Ukraine to purchase diesel fuel, U.S. journalist Seymour Hersh said on his website Wednesday. No way. The Ukraine president and many in his entourage have been skimming untold millions from the American dollars in, uh, earmarked for diesel fuel payments. One estimate by analysts from the Central Intelligence Agency put the embezzled funds at $400 million last year, at least, he said. According to Hirsch's sources, the level of co- co- uh, corruption in Kiev is approaching that of the Afghan war. Although there will be no professional audit reports emerging from Ukraine, in January, Microsoft founder Bill Gates called Ukraine government corrupt, calling it very Unfortunate for the people, at the same time, Ukraine press reported a number of corruption scandals connected to the Ukrainian top management. Nice. Yeah. Bill, Ga- Bill Gates has got some fucking nerve calling somebody corrupt, though. I know, right? <laughs> Piece of shit. So, yeah, there's that. Fucking, I don't know if anybody's shocked hearing that. I'm not. I'm not. Definitely not. See, we saw it coming. We were calling it from a while ago. Yeah. But it's funny that uh, that you had your article like that because I actually found one late last night. And, again, no surprise to us, maybe news to some of these guys, but bank records show millions in transactions between Hunter Biden, China firms, Senator Johnson. Wisconsin GOP Senator Ron Johnson says Chinese American financial institution Cathay Bank has given Senate Republicans records showing millions of dollars going from Chinese companies to President Biden's son, Hunter Biden. Republicans and uh, others started raising concerns during President Biden's successful 2020 White House campaign, if not earlier, that Hunter Biden used the family name and influence while his father was vice president to make millions in overseas business deals which also could have compromised U.S. national security. Johnson told the Washington Times the record shows the Biden family involved with the now defunct CEFC, China Energy, which had uh, connections to the Chinese Communist Party. 
The firm reportedly gave $1 million to Hudson West III, which was a joint venture owned by Hunter Biden and Gongwen Dong, a business associate of CEFC's founder and chairman, Yi Jianming, according to the bank records. In my mind, Johnson said, the Chinese government telling Joe Biden, we got the goods on you, buddy, and we're willing to dish it up. So that, you know, that's, like I said, not really uh, surprising to me, probably not to you either. But this is just affirming that, you know, how the level of corruption that the Biden family has. You know what I mean? I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. But then you still got the people over there. No, he's the best president ever. Yeah, no, no, he's not. He's just another corrupt politician. And all this shit's coming out. But yet Trump is in in court right now because of the uh, New York DA. Mm -hmm. But we there's just page after page after page of bullshit on Biden. And he's just fucking walking around the White House. He's fine. He's free. Well, it's funny you brought up Trump <clears throat> for his um his his court thing. So that you know that's going to bring me into my first article. Usually you do it, but you, you had a good segue there. Will AOC be held accountable? FEC makes a final decision on AOC's campaign violations probe. Ooh, ooh. <clears throat> and this article is from the DC Inquirer. Okay. Not a uh, MJ's affiliate, Fox News. Well, you know, Representative uh, Alexandria, um, oh, whatever, AOC, has been uh, given a pass by the Federal Elections Commission, FEC, in a four to two vote by the members to dismiss the findings of a two year long federal probe into possible possible campaign violations, according to the New York Post. This probe concluded that AOC's campaign did not properly disclose the number of its expenses and that two political action committees did not properly disclose the the purpose of the disbursements to shell the company set up by AOC's former chief of staff during her 2018 run for Congress. And I don't know if you know this, but some people close to her have come out and said that she will be running against her democratic uh, in the democratic uh, run for Senator of New York in 2024. So the 36 page um, complaint about the election campaign violations was sent to the FEC by the national legal and policy center, the NLPC, a government, governmental watchdog organization, which was responded, which has responded to the dismissal by filing a lawsuit in Washington, D.C., federal court, which called out the FEC for not providing a reason for its decision. Oh, boy. The FEC was noted by the New York Post for waiting more than 30 days to publicly disclose their investigation. Investigation findings, according to the NLPC, perhaps in an effort to avoid legal challenge, a spokesman for the NLPC said the NLPC's director of the Government Integrity Project remarked that it was highly irregular for the FEC to release its statement for reasons for the deadline for for us to file the suit. Oh, not surprised. Right. 
The complaint alleges that various AOC campaign staffers funneled more than $1 million through uh, said, said shell companies and that these cash donations have, uh, have violated the $5,000 contribution limit to federal candidates. NLPC's lawyer said the FEC has gone after a whole host of people whose violations are dwarfed by the scale of this scheme. It appears to be not um, uh, prosecutional discretion, but prosecutional favoritism. Okay, so it's kind of funny because uh, I think this is... Uh, oh, hold on. We're going to get into that later in this article, so oh. I don't want to jump ahead. All right. Um, there is a certain irony in all of this. AOC's alleged election contribution violations seem to have more meat to them than certain Manhattan DA's indictment of former President Trump does. Whoa. While, Bra- while Mr. Bragg's actual indictment charges do not directly mention the 2016 election and an illegal election contribution, he did mention at a press conference that the evidence will show he, Trump, did, uh, did so to cover up crimes relating to the 2016 election. The document listing char- uh, charges against Trump is weak, in the uh, in the extreme, with one former assistant U.S. attorney calling it ri- uh, ripe for dismissal because it fails to state a crime. It fails to state a crime thirty four times. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, well, Bragg's theory seems to seems to be that Trump's twenty seventeen alleged payments to Stormy Daniels were an illegal campaign comp. Uh, contribution for his 2016 successful run for the white house this theory makes no sense on its face according to the fec when candidates use their personal funds for campaign purposes they are making contributions to their campaign candidate contributions to their own campaigns are not subject to any limits furthermore it is not clear that trump knew about the payments to his lawyer michael cohen where going to hush money at all and even if he did not did it uh, it is not clear that the reason he authorized said payments were for election-related purposes. AOC seems to have a different mindset towards the indictment. Of course. When Governor Youngkin, a Republican from Virginia, blasted the indictment as being done for, uh, done for political gain and said that arresting the presidential candidate on manufactured bias should not happen in America... AOC mocked Yunkin in acquiring uh, on Twitter. Did you even see see the indictment before sending this tweet? She also cheered on represent. Um, she also cheered on Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican from Georgia, for uh, being drowned outside out by counter protests when Georgia lawmaker visited Manhattan to protest the indictment of arrest and general weaponization of legal system against Donald Trump. She wrote, welcome to NYC where there are still social consequences for shameless bigotry. <laughs> she's a moron. Yeah, she is. She, she doesn't even know what the hell she's talking about. The irony of the situation was not lost a consult, uh, conservative commentator Muse who wrote on Twitter the calling at Manhattan DA um, your friend at AOC has found to have uh, 
commuted business record for, uh, yeah, commuted. Uh, what the fuck was that? I don't know. Commuted bu- business record fraud. The, the shell companies her rep set up did not properly account for the contributions. Prove justice is fair and prosecute her. Joking aside, the chances of Mr. Bragg doing this are so minimal. They really are. Yeah. Because she, she's a New York rep or whatever the fuck she is. Yeah. You know, you, it's trash, when you were, when you were, she is. yeah, that's she, yeah, she is. She's like a little chihuahua just fucking, fucking doesn't shut up. But anyways, she should have fucking learned from Hillary not to fucking do that because Hillary did that. Yeah, but the Hillary, campaign contributions and shell companies and all that other but shit. She, she didn't. She didn't get in trouble for it. No, no, that's true. When you're a, uh, when you're that big in the political circle, you're immune to pretty much everything. Well, when you're funded by Soros, you're immune to everything. Very true. Very true. Because she's just a fucking loudmouth that they found somewhere and probably, probably handing out coffees at a coffee shop. <laughs> Starbucks barista. <laughs> no, I think that's too classy. Oh shit! All right, <laughs> it's probably one of those other other coffee shops, those other <clears throat> chains. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> is that gonna do it for yours? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm done talking about that stupid bitch. Yeah, it hurts my ears. So my first article is from ABC News. U.S. will turn over every rock to find source of classified document leak. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said Tuesday that the U.S. will turn over every rock to find the source of the apparent leak of dozens of highly classified documents on the Internet in his first public comments since the documents came to light. More apparently leaked documents uh, continue to emerge on Monday as the Washington Post reported on documents it says it obtained that appear to raise concerns that Ukraine's coming upcoming spring offensive will only be moderately successful against and that Egypt's leader had secretly directed that his country provide Russia with thousands of rockets. We will take this very seriously, and we will continue to investigate and turn over every rock until we find the source of this and the extent of it, Austin told reporters at a State Department press conference. Austin told reporters that he was first informed of the apparent leak the morning of, on April 6th, after some of the documents were posted on popular social media platforms. He said that since that then, he has been leading daily meetings with top officials to coordinate a response to the leak and directed an urgent cross-department effort. Austin said he was limited in what he could say because of the ongoing Justice Department and criminal investigation into the leak, but he provided new details that investigators are focused on documents Dated February 28th and March 1st. <laughs> Fucking a month, month and a half ago. I don't know if there's a, there are any... I don't know if there are other documents that have been online before, he said. These are things that we will find out as we can continue to investigate. They were somewhere in the web and were exactly... And who had access at that point, we don't know. We simply don't know at this point, he acknowledged. You know, they don't know shit, do they? And these are our government officials that we're paying to keep our national secrets, you know, secret and all this other shit. And they're just showing 
day after fucking day that they can't be trusted and they need to be fucking kicked out of there. That whole place needs to be fucking reformed. And I don't think one fucking politician should be able to get back in. No, they need to burn it down and we need to get fucking, um, we need to get American people in there that just want to be in there for four years or whatever the term is and move on with life. Yeah, exactly. Goes on to say an ABC news re- uh, review has found that the first of what appears to be highly classified U S military and U S intelligent documents were posted on the chat website discord on March 2nd, but they did not reach a wider audience until last Wednesday when some of the documents related to the war in Ukraine that we have nothing to do with <clears throat> were posted on social media platforms. The documents seem to contain top secret intelligence about the war in Ukraine and other parts of the world as is made available daily to hundreds of U.S. officials in the U.S. and overseas via classified computer servers that can only be accessed with a top-secret clearance. Biden didn't have top-secret clearance. He had classified documents. Are are you supposed to be talking about that? That was swept under the rug. Oh, shit. Damn it. (laughs) Yeah, that's it for that article. Okay, well, my next article is coming from somewhere. The conservative brief. Conservative briefs. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm finding articles other than Fox News and Newsmax. Yeah, you buddy. are. And okay. you're, finding, you're finding ones from places I've never even heard of. White House records show more than a dozen visits by George Soros' son. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> And if you don't know who George Soros is, um, you probably live in a state. If you're actually, if you don't know who he is, if you live in a state with high crime, this is the guy that's uh, responsible for that. Yep. The George Soros family has its tentacles deep within the administration of president. Oh, sorry. Pedophile Joe Biden and his <laughs> records show it. Since the start of the administration, Soros's son has vid- visited top officials um, at the White House 14 times, the New York Post reported. Alexander Soros, a massive Democrat fundraiser who brags about his relationship with world leaders as if he would have gotten them on his own, has had more than a dozen White House visits with top officials in the past two years. The Post reported his Latest trips included visiting December 1st with the White House, uh, within the White House Chief of Staff Ronnie Klain's advisor, Nina Strativa, who also worked with Biden's presidential campaign, The Log Show. Later that evening, uh, the younger Soros was one of 330 people who attended the lavish state dinner on the White House South Lawn hosted by by the pedophile and the pedophile's first lady, Jill Biden, honoring French President Emmanuel Mar- Macaroon, or Mar- <laughs> <laughs> Macron, and Macron's wife, um, Bridget. A uh, day later, Alexander Soros, who uh, chairs the powerful liberal grant-making network Open Society Foundations founded by his dad, met with both advisor to the counselor of president um, Marina uh, Adam and deputy 
National Security Advisor Jen- Jonathan Finer record show. His previous White House meetings included earlier sit-downs with Adam on October 14th, uh, Strastava on September 14th, Finer on December 15th, all in 2021. And in October 6th and uh, September 15th of last year, according to records. <clears throat> Soros also had meetings with Kimberly Long, oh, Ling, then a national security advisor, executive assistant on October 6th, and former uh, Klein advisor Madeline uh, Strasser on October 29th, 2021, and April 22nd, 2022. The visits are troubling to Michael Howell, who serves as the director of oversight project for the conservative heritage foundation who said that Soros family has already done tremendous damage to our country. Yes, they have. Absolutely. The Soros agenda is one of death, death and destruction in the name of open borders and ending Western civilization. Howell said the Biden administration and rogue prosecutor movement may be its most damaging purchase in America to date. He said, And it comes at a time when Soros has been linked to indictment of former President Trump as he donated, though not directly, significantly to the campaign of Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Soros issued a rare statement in an attempt to distance himself from Bragg after former President Trump was indicted by a grand jury. Which, yeah, he said he came out and he's like, I don't even know who this guy is. (laughs) As for Alvin Bragg, as a matter of fact, I did not, oh, here it is, contribute to the campaign. and I do not know him, Soros told some four. I think think some some on the right would rather focus on far-fetched conspiracy theories than on serious charges against the former president. Well, like you've said in the past, and I've said conspiracy theories are actually coming to life nowadays. So uh, I don't, I don't know what you want to say about that or what, but a conspiracy, most conspiracy, ah, conspiracy theories are becoming real life. Right. As time moves on in May of 2021, Soros donated 1 million to the color of change pack, which uh, shortly after received the donation, spent hundreds of thousands of dollars backing Bragg's campaign. Federal Election Commission records show that Soros' donation was the largest to the color of change pack received throughout the 2022 election cycle and ultimately made up roughly 25% of the $3.9 million to the group hauled in, Fox News reported. Fox, um, MJ's affiliate Fox News also added. Nice. They're not the, my affiliate yet. The, the <laughs> The financier's uh, district attorney operation usually involves his longtime treasurer, Whitney uh, Thames, establishing public uh, action committees in states where he targets the races. Once set up, he injects money into the PACs, which tend to spend at least hundreds of thousands of dollars backing his preferred candidates. Meanwhile, Soros family members did directly back Bragg's campaign. Soros' son, John Soros, and Jonathan's wife, Jennifer Allen Soros, donated directly to Bragg's campaign, Fox News Digital previously recorded. Jonathan Soros sent a $10,000 check to the uh, now district attorney's um, uh, 
campaign on April 26, 2021 state filing show. Three days later on April 29th, Jennifer Allen added another $10,000 contribution to the campaign. While other individuals provided more direct cash to his committee, um, the couple were among the field of some of its biggest donors. The contributions were also uncommon for the pair as they generally did not financially get involved with district attorney races, though they have donated to other New York political campaigns and issue groups. And that's the thing. He might not have contributed directly to DA, to the DA, but just like with every, with all the, like you just said with AOC, all these shell companies and shit like that, that's how they get their money is through these loopholes. Exactly. So that, that he can say, yeah, I don't know who he is. I didn't donate money to him, but no, you donated to a fund that, that, well, that he's that, in charge of. Yeah, that's all That's all they're going to say is so they, they don't get caught up in it. They're going to be like, oh, well, I donated to this, and then this company took that money and did this with it. I right. didn't do it. Right, exactly. Well, that wraps it up for uh, George Soros. All right. On to my next one. This is from Radar Online. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Bud Light distributors fear unemployment after beer sales plummet over shithead Dylan Mulvaney's partnership. I added shithead, obviously. But it says, uh, Anheuser-Busch distributors have begun to fear their jobs uh, after Bud Light sales in the Midwest and South plummeted following the beer's new sponsorship with transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney. RadarOnline.com has learned. News of Mulvaney's partnership with the popular beer sparked controversy online. Conservative celebrities like Kid Rock t- took to social media to post their outrage at the, b- at the brand. Critics accused the brand's partnering with the TikTok star of going quote-unquote woke. Frenzy surrounding Bud Light, which is owned by Anheuser-Busch, reached new heights when a man who claimed to be an affiliate, affiliate distributor of the beer posted his grievances on Twitter. In the video titled, Anheuser-Busch, official beer sponsor of Sodom and Gomorrah, the man spoke about the canceling going on and how sales have dropped as a result. I've never seen such little sales in the past few days, the man said in the video. It's sad because when people don't buy this beer, I don't make money and I can't feed my family. The Anheuser-Busch distributor doubled down on how heartbreaking the loss of sales has been and blasted the beer maker from not effectively marketing to their audience. It's kind of heartbreaking, I guess, that Anheuser-Busch did what they did, the Twitter user continued in his video. They don't know their clientele, so it's kind of heartbreaking. Thanks, Anheuser-Busch. I may not be able to feed my family here coming up here soon, the beer distributor added. And that's the thing. Um, these these companies are, are trying to, you know, jump on the next fucking TikTok fad or fucking whatever's trending right now and trying to increase their sales or whatever. And they're being fucking retarded with that because you listen, if you have a business model and you're making money and you're making profits, nothing's wrong with it. Leave it alone. Don't try to do this shit because just like Silicon Valley bank, they, they fucking, they went woke. What happened to them? Fucking gone. goes on to say Anheuser-Busch critics were quick to support the beer distributors in replies to his video. Employee needs to be aware at, at, 
at Hanheiser Bush doesn't care about families or their employees, replied one outraged supporter. Another chimed in, the beer sucked from the very beginning anyway, so I don't have to worry about boycotting it, but corporations need to stay the hell out of social issues and politics. Exactly. While Twitter users debated whether or not Anheuser-Busch was the decision through, uh, thought the decision through, Mulvaney rallied straight allies to support LGBTQ plus causes. And there's, there's, there's a lot of other ways you can support a movement and that's not one way to do it because you have something big to lose when it's obvious in that it's a very controversial thing right now. If you pick one side or the other, you're, you're just up for the chop, chopping block. Well, just so everybody knows, we're, we'll go to the clip of, um, you know, the VP that explains, you know, why she made this decision. So, you ready to roll that? Yes, sir. All right. To that was a belief in, okay, what is what do, what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men Mm -hmm. and representation is at sort of the heart of evolution you've got to see people who reflect you in the work and we had this hangover i mean bud light had been kind of a brand of fratty kind of out of touch humor (laughs) so a brand of fratty out of touch humor right okay right and uh, I will I will load this up in the video so everybody can see it. Um, the Daily Mail has come up uh, found um, photos of the VP downing shots from condoms. No way. Yes. What the fuck? But you want you want to you want to act like you're better than everybody and don't understand what the hell is going on. That's fucked up. That's just absolutely fucked up. And then, you know, she uh, she went on in this video also to say that she wants a more inclusive and younger demographic demographic drinking her beer, like the Gen Zs, because right. they're not drinking it. Well, who cares? It, it, you guys got a, and then you guys got a situation that's not broke. Pe- you, people literally just show up and drink your beer. They don't even think about it. No. Like, it is literally everywhere. Yep. You can find it everywhere. And she wants to say, oh, yeah, Bud Light has been down. We haven't been making money. We haven't been making money. Well, you want to know what? Because her LinkedIn profile, um, I don't know if you saw that. No. Claimed, uh, had her pronouns on her LinkedIn profile, which if you're putting your pronouns on a LinkedIn profile, you probably shouldn't have a job because you're a fucking cancer to a company. <laughs> and secondly, she went on to say, First woman to uh, to um, be in charge or vice president of marketing of B- Bud Light. You know what? Who the fuck cares? You know what you are? You're the first person to cost Bud Light $5 billion because of a fucking marketing campaign. Right. How about that? How about you put that in your LinkedIn profile? Oh, no, you can't because you fucking deleted it. Or how about, and this, this is how it should be, that she's going to be the shortest sales marketing lead or whatever whatever the title is yeah and uh i did say five billion the beer juggernaut 
and this is from Fox News reported this, so we know it's real because it's coming from MJ's people. That's Dude, right. Anheuser-Busch has seen its value nosedive over $5 billion since Bud Light's polarizing partnership with transgender male who wants to play dress-up as a woman, Dylan Mulvaney. The beer maker's stock shed more than 1.5 on Wednesday alone to bring the market cap loss to the $5 million mark. They're claiming by the end of this week, it could see, it could reach up to 8 million. The stock was 66.73 per share on March 31st. It closed on Wednesday at $63 and 38 cents. Okay. Wait, way to say that you're out of touch with the people that drink your fucking product. Exactly. If you want to, if you want to, she went to the wrong place to do what she wanted to do. She needed to go somewhere else to fucking push into the all-inclusive shit. You don't go anywhere. Nobody's with it. That's and, true. And, and, if she, and if she gets fired because of this and she gets hired somewhere else, that company's, that company's run by a fucking bunch of morons too because she's going to fucking do the same shit. And you want to know something? Me and, uh, me and MJ are not fucking like transphobes. Because you, you're, you're probably going to hear that. Oh, probably. We are, we are not. I don't care if you want to be transgender, but stop trying to shove it down our fucking throat. And one of the biggest problems um, that that I'm having with the situation is these transgender transgenders are pretty much just erasing women. And yep. they're, they're invading their bathrooms, their locker rooms, their sports, and just completely destroying title nine, which women work so hard to get right and now society is putting biological men who want to dress up like females and act like fucking this dipshit who thinks he's a fucking 13 year old girl. And they're putting them ahead of fucking biological women. So yeah. a guy who plays dress up, how about if you wanted to market uh, better, you get an actual female to market your product. Exactly. I did a reel on this on Instagram. So if anybody hears that, you should go check that out because, uh, Instagram and YouTube, uh, fucking censored the shit out of that because they they don't want that getting out there because, um, it, I, I understand that the canceling of products kind of sucks and the right has done it and the right's done it to multiple people. And that's for saying shit. So, and most of those companies or those people have come out bigger and better because of try, or people trying to cancel them because people have been going to their product. Right. But in all reality, that wasn't real cancel culture. What, what's real cancel culture is this shit. You're seeing the masses just be like, hey, fuck you. Yep. Because uh, like you said, I don't know, is that this article where you talked about uh, a uh, place in mass? No, that was a different article. So they, they just said the Midwest and South. But you know, we had yeah. talked before about it, and there was actually a place up in up in the northeast that was saying that in his bar, people people that knew about Bud and Bud Light with Dylan Mulvaney, they were like, "No, I'll take I'll take this." And then people that didn't Coors know about or it, Miller, yeah, people that didn't know about it, they were like, they ordered that Bud Bud Light, and they were, and then someone must have said something in the in the bar, and then they were like, "Here, take this back." I'll take something else. Well, and, and then you got these idiots online because I've seen this too. Oh, look at all you guys boycotting Bud Light or Budweiser and look what Coors Light did. Okay, they 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 put out things that back or support the community. 
They're not out there throwing it in your fucking face. Yeah, putting fucking a TikToker, first of all, a, a fucking TikToker on a can, let alone a, a fucking a guy that's playing dress up, like you said. Yeah, well, those, can, uh, those cans I did find out because I was under the impression that was going to be their new can too. But um, it was just it was just uh, sent to them for marketing reasons and to for him to put on his TikTok video as a can uh, with himself. But still, you know, and um, I I think it sucks, but I I do agree that fucking the right needs to learn their fucking lesson, and this shit needs to be canceled for your stupid fucking shit. Now, you guys, what's going to happen is if this keeps going in the direction it's going, and the Bud Light executives don't fucking you know, say, Hey, we weren't behind this. This was totally her. Um, we can't keep an eye on the marketing team. We get enough going on. They have parameters they're supposed to follow. If they don't do that, they're going to get fucking destroyed. And then everybody else, every major corporation in this company in this country is going to see, all right, Americans are not with this shit. Right. And those other companies, like I, like I said to you before, they should be jumping on this, not completely trashing it. Cause that's a bad look. Yeah. But you know, get the gist out there that that basically like what Anheuser-Busch did was wrong and this is what we're doing because just like Anheuser-Busch has always been the American company. The red, white, and blue company. Yeah. Like everything. You're, you're telling me you're going to put Dylan Mulvaney on a can even if it was only a six-pack or whatever the fuck it was when there's been so much history in this fucking country where you could be putting like an important figure on that can to celebrate America. Yeah. Like Trump. Anyways. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's it for that article. So. Yeah, no. And that, that's the thing is like, you you know, it, it, it's it's getting fucking out of hand because it's they're pushing. They're, they're just pushing men into where women should be. And they're trying to erase women as a whole. Yeah. And, you know. And, and that obviously back that back then in like the 50s, 60s, where the man was like, you know, the pillar of, of society. Then women got fed up with it. They were like, fuck this. And then fucking started their movement. So I'm where the fuck is the movement now? Because that's what, that's what's happening here. They're essentially mocking and degrading women by doing this. Yeah. And, and, then, and, then, and then, then it go, you know, it trickles down to the shit that's happening with kids and sterilizing kids. So yeah, that, that's what, that's why people are having such a problem with the transgender community. And then also, on also, it's also the LGB community is speaking out against the trans community because they're getting infiltrated by a bunch of fucking pedophiles. Yeah. So that's the thing. If you want to be transgender, do it fine. That's your, that's your thing to do, whatever. But guess what? Keep it to yourself. You don't have to go out there and fucking. Well, yeah, no, I'm not saying keep it to yourself. You you can go out and do grocery shopping. And well, no, yeah yeah, 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 and live your life. But I'm not like Dylan Mulvaney, you yeah. know, celebrating his 365 days of fucking girlhood. I think is what he called yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not. I, me and MJ are not on TikTok. You know, just just explaining how how to be toxic white males all the time. Well, you'd be censored for that. You'd probably be flagged and taken down. <laughs> well, anyways, we 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 aren't even trying to get flagged. Or no, taken no, out. no, no. <laughs> no, like you said before, we we tried in the beginning, just with you know, the midterms that that had come out, and we tried TikTok, and yeah, we were we were one more uh, flag away from being taken down indefinitely. So that just shows fucking TikTok. 
All right, so we're going to bring it into my next article, which is um, MJ's grandpappy, pedophile Biden, White House. Fuck (laughs) that. Breaking by Biden White House uh, directly coordinated with FBI to set up Trump raid, according to new docs. Wow. There are new revelations coming to light about the Federal Bureau of Investigation's unprecedented raid against former President Donald Trump prior to the 2022 midterm elections. As reported by last uh, reported by America First Legal, a judicial watchdog. Oh, yeah. And this article is from Trending Politics. Um, uh, judicial watchdog records uh, records uh, obtained from our investigation into circumstances surrounding the Mar-a-Lago laid, um, laid further confirmed that the FBI obtained access to these records through a special access request from pedophile Biden's White House on behalf of the DOJ. Okay. You listening? I'm listening. Okay. You really? Yeah. Okay. The details themselves are shocking. Really? As if, as AFL noted in its press release on August 8th, 2022, the federal Bureau of investigation, also known as the FBI conducted an unprecedented raid of Mar-a-Lago on the ground that potentially classified records existed there. According to the press reports, Pedophile Biden's administration aides were stunned to hear of this development. However, new NARA records obtained through America First Legal's investigation into circumstances surrounding the Mar-a-Lago raid further confirmed that the FBI obtained access to these records through a special access request from Pedophile Biden's White House on behalf (laughs) of the Department of Justice. It appears that the White House and the DOJ uh, coordinated to obtain the Trump records and perhaps create a pretext for the law enforcement raid by way of special access request. Which is funny because I saw a question on Twitter when I was scrolling and somebody asked, is the FBI and the ATF responsible for these murders or whatever or or, or was it a suicide or something? And I didn't even know what the person was talking about in the question. But in my head, I was like, well, if the FBI or the ATF is involved in it, they probably did it. Yeah. Furthermore, the uh, revelations mean that the National Archives misled Congress in its role in the FBI raid, which in, in, which in the election interference. The stunning revelation suggests that the NARA was misleading Congress about the White House's role in the shocking raid of President Trump's home and the fact that um, pedophile Biden's White House was acting on behalf of the DOJ raises significant legal concerns. The special access statute authorizes special access requests to an um, incumbent president only when The records question are needed for the conduct of current businesses of the White House. Providing documents to the DOJ for purposes of criminal investigation is not the current business of the White House. Accordingly, America First Legal is demanding the NARA to turn over the records related to the Biden White House is involvement in the politically motivated raid of President Trump's home. The evidence suggests that 
the nonpartisan National Archives and Records Administration misled Congress about the pedophile Biden's White House's responsibility <laughs> for FBI raid of former amazing man, President Trump's home. <laughs> That was for you. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Said Reed um, D. Rubenstein, senior counselor, direct of oversight and investigations. The evidence further suggests that uh, pedophile Biden officials in the executive office of um, the pedophile. No, I mean, president. Sorry. And. And the the Department of Justice unlawfully abused their power and then lied about it to the American people. This government, it seems, acknowledges no limits on its power to harass, intimidate, and silence its political opponents. And we are seeing that with this bullshit indictment. Yeah, exactly. Do you have anything to add about your grandpappy's administration? My grandpappy is not in any administration, (laughs) so... No, <laughs> I know he's probably he's probably at his house in Delaware. You're you're probably right. He's, yeah, he's probably like I'm at the White House. <laughs> All right, so my next article is from Newsweek. Biden's Colorado River proposal will cut water to three states. Wow, you took my advice and really mixing it up. I did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know you knew how to find all these other. It was hard. Other, it was hard. These media outlets. It was hard, but you know, I did it. I persevered. Good for you. Thanks. <laughs> the Biden administration is taking action to preserve the dwindling water in the Colorado River. A proposal from the United States Department of Interior, the DOI, revealed on Tuesday. Stressed by population growth, oversue in parts by a year a years long drought. that has plagued the region, the Colorado River is suffering. States in the lower Colorado basin have been negotiating for months to draft a plan that would preserve the valuable resource while continuing to provide water to service millions of residents and fuel the nation's agricultural industry. Required water cuts have already been implemented and increased in severity this year for Arizona and Nevada. Western states are scrambling to come up with a solution that uh, preserves their access to Colorado River while uniting the region on a path to recovery for the drought-stricken river and its associated reservoirs. And that's actually bullshit because I read it. I I saw a different article where it's more than three states, but that's okay. Recent atmospheric rivers. Doing your own reporting? My own reporting, you know, Fox News. Recent, recent atmospheric rivers pummeling the West Coast have aided in drought issues, but experts have said the only way to save the Colorado is, River is to reduce use, a sticky subject that has states in the lower Colorado River Basin disagreeing about water allocation. And that's true, and that's just, um, you know, it's going to cut off water to agricultural, like they said, and that's going to be a big fucking issue. We're already paying high prices. And if they have to ship in water to keep their business going or, you know, whatever, uh, whatever they're going to do about it, the prices are going to, are going to skyrocket at the, at the grocery store. Does it say, is California one of those states that's uh, pulling from the Colorado River? Yeah, it's literally in the next 
Next sentence. <laughs> oh, no, I was just asking because yeah. one of the biggest problems with Colorado is they just got all this record rainfall and snowfall. Like, they got over 100 inches of snowfall in the mountains. Yep. But what's going to happen is all this mass flooding because Gavin Newsom and all the other um, governors before him uh, haven't built a reservoir in that state since, like, the eight. No. Is it the 80s or this, the 70s, maybe? Makes sense. I don't know. They haven't built a reservoir as of lately, and that's why they're dealing with all these droughts. If they would build a fucking reservoir, they'd be able to, you know, as the shit's melting and running off, direct it into the reservoir, and then mm. there you go. You're not pulling from just the Colorado River. Right. Yeah. So it goes on to say, at the beginning of net of the year, six of the states in the Colorado River Basin united with a proposed plan for water conservation. The plan would force... California to bear some of the cuts. A day later, California came out with its own plan, which would put the brunt of the cuts the cuts on Arizona and preserve California's allocation because of the state's senior water rights. Well, why, why does uh, California need all this water? Everybody's leaving this goddamn state. All right. <laughs> Rather than wait to allow the, and allow the states to continue struggling with the solution, the Biden administration is taking control of the matter. On Tuesday, the DOI released a proposal consisting of three options, equal cuts. One of the solutions proposes equal cuts for the three states, for three states in the lower Colorado River Basin, California, Arizona, and Nevada. The decision would impose cuts on California, which has thus far emerged from the Colorado River allocation changes relatively unscathed. California water officials have previously spoken out against the proposal Reducing water allocation in the Golden State, reasoning that the proposals violate the law of the river, which respects the state's water rights based on seniority. (laughs) The fuck is this? Number two, seniority. Other options proposed by the DOI respect uh, seniority and propose the strictest cuts on Arizona and Nevada. The situation could turn dire for areas like Phoenix and Tucson, which have already borne the brunt of the water allocation cuts. Number three, nothing. (laughs) A third option proposed by the DOI was to do nothing. (laughs) Let them figure it out themselves. Yeah. Fuck. Go build build a fucking reservoir, like you said. Yeah. But that's the end of that article. All right. We're going to bring it into um, my next article, which is from the Washington Free Beacon, covering the enemies of uh, freedom the way the mainstream media won't. Okay, so their article is, Complete Transformation, New Biden Rule Would Force Automakers to Ditch Gas and Sell Electric Vehicles. Experts say impending EPA proposal would kill jobs and spark supply chain issues. He doesn't care. Mm -mm. The Biden administration is set to unveil new environmental regulations that would force U.S. automakers to sell electric vehicles over their gas-powered counterparts, a move experts say would kill jobs and bring major supply chain issues. Pedophile Jill Biden's Environmental Protection Agency will announce on Wednesday (laughs) a proposed rule to limit tailpipe emissions. The rule, according to the New York Times, will impose a strict emissions limit on vehicles sold, so strict that it will force automakers to ensure that two-thirds of the vehicles they sell are electric by 2023. This is a massive undertaking, said Alliance of Automotive Innovation um, President John Balzala, 
who represents U.S. automakers, it is nothing short of of complete transformation of the automotive industrial base in the automotive market. And what about the people that don't want electric cars? Doesn't matter. Well, they're just going to hang on to their old gas cars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If the rule is enacted, it would mark a significant escalation in both electric vehicle sales and U.S. environmental standards. Just 6% of the vehicles sold last year were electric, and pedophile Biden in August 2021 signed an executive order calling for half of all the U.S. car sales to be electric by 2030, while below the proposal two-thirds benchmark. The rule would also promote layoffs of auto workers in states such as Michigan and Ohio, because Michigan doesn't have enough problems. Right. Experts say because electric vehicles take considerably fewer workers to build than gas-powered cars. We've dealt with the loss of jobs before through technology. United Auto Workers leader Mike DiPaolo told told the Times, but when you talk about the speed of this, it's more, it's hard to fathom that uh, we won't lose jobs. Yeah, they definitely will. In addition to auto industry layoffs, uh, Biden's aggressive transition to electric vehicles would bring major supply chain and infrastructure challenges. China has an iron grip on the materials required to build electric vehicle batteries. Um, Control control that helped the communist nation produce 75% of the world's lithium batteries in 2021 widespread electric vehicles uh, vehicle use would also require um, expensive investments in charging stations and power grids which must withstand skyrocketing demand should millions of americans plug in their cars rather than fill them up with gas because they're so so about this green movement and this green agenda that they're not thinking about the bigger issue. I mean, there's multiple issues with that. First of all, this is the fucking United States of America. You're not going to fucking restrict me to go. If I want to buy a new car, I'm going to have what fucking three options, but I'm going to have 35 options of, of an electric car. Like, fuck you. That's that shit can't be put through. That's fucked up. And the second thing, the fucking electric grid, it's already fucking strange as it is. So where, where is the investment in building up the electric grid so they can handle these fucking cars? Yeah, you should be doing that first. Yeah. Biden has admitted uh, to address some of those problems by signing bills that allocate tens of billions of dollars to the green en- energy spending. So he's going to have to call back Zelensky be like, hey, I need some of that money back. <laughs> but even with that spending, plenty of bumps remain on the road to electric vehicles. The 20, uh, 2021 bipartisan infrastructure law, for example, provided $7.5 billion to build roughly 500,000 charging stations, well below more than 2 million stations, experts say, are needed to support the electrical vehicle revolution. Power grid investments would likely be even more expensive, given that California alone must spend a whopping $9.3 million Oh, billion to prepare the power grid for green energy transition, the state's utility operator said last week. But they have no water, we just learned. <laughs> but let, let's go green. Yeah, well, the thing is, they probably won't invest that because what they're doing is pushing the solar on all the homeowners. So that's their way of trying to yeah. up, the, up the grid. Yeah. But 
it's fucking twenty, thirty thousand dollars to fucking throw solar on your house. Well, even at that, they're you know, what do you they're you know, if you do have solar, they're gonna buy it back from those if you overproduce. But where are you guys storing it? Because the grid's not gonna be able to handle it. Right. Still, the pricey challenges associated with an electric vehicle transition have not stopped green energy advocates from arguing in favor of government standards that effectively mandate such a transition. Instead, the uncertainties associated with the electric vehicle market and supply chain only reinforce the need for government action. International Council on Clean Transportation Executive Director um, Drew Kojak contended as private companies and consumers may not flock to electric vehicles on their own. So they're going to force everybody. Yeah. Everyone who's watched the, uh, the movie, oh, this movie knows that the market is fickle. Kojak said in the interview with the times, what if there, there's a market turn, uh, downturn? What if the battery materials don't pan out without these firm standards that have clear, um, trajectory on timing None of the players can be sure what will happen. The Environmental Protection Agency said in Friday's statement that it's working to accelerate the transition to a zero emissions transportation future, but did not confirm the proposal details. The agency's administration, Michael Reagan, is expected to announce the rule during a Wednesday event in Washington, D.C. And what happens if we start a war with China or we go into war with China? And they're the top producer of these batteries. What the fuck's going to happen then? That they, like they, they did talk about that. And what are they going to do? They, do, they have no idea. Exactly. They're, they're just trying to. Uh, they can't fucking plan ahead. That's why. No. Just here's the agenda. Fucking push it. Yeah. Don't fucking follow through with it. So, sounds like if uh, anybody wants a gas or a diesel vehicle, you better get it in the next year or two. Yeah, because those prices are going to skyrocket. Well, it's not even they're going to skyrocket. They're they're just going to disappear one day, right? And then, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm so fucking crazy. hate it. I fucking hate that. <laughs> All those corrupt fucks need to get the fuck out of the fucking White House. It's um, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I don't know how you I, if if you're a Biden supporter or a far left supporter, I don't understand it. You're a special kind of stupid. You are a special kind of stupid. That's right. <laughs> All right, so my next article is from Newsmax. Judge blocks Biden clean water rule in 24 states. Biden's on this water kick, isn't he? He's on a lot of kicks. Yeah, he is. I mean, it's, it's not him, though. He's on I a- firmly believe it's not him. They just give him notes to say, and that's what he, and he talks about it. Well, the, that, the, the children kick, I believe, is him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So it says, a federal judge in North Dakota on Wednesday temporarily blocked implementation of a Biden administration rule establishing protections for several streams in, and wetlands in 24 states, according to court documents. U.S. District Court Judge Daniel Hovland granted the state's request for a, pro, a preliminary injunction prohibiting enforcement of the Environmental Protection Agency's Waters of the United States rule which was finalized in December. Jesus Christ, that fucking name. In order, in the order, Hovland said the state states would expend unrecoverable resources complying with a rule unlikely to withstand a, a judicial scrutiny. The rule protects waterways that have a significant nexus to 
navigable U.S. waters and a standard that ranchers, developers, and other industry groups have said is overly broad and creates burdensome permitting and regulatory hurdles. West Virginia and 23 other Republican-led states sued the EPA and other federal agencies in February, alleging the rule violates the U.S. Constitution and sows confusion for landowners. There's a lot of fucking lawsuits happening with the fucking government now. There's a lot of people waking up because if, you, if you're if you scrolling through um, social media or online, you're really starting to see that the pendulum is starting to swing back. Good. And it's going to come back really hard. And I think with this whole Trump indictment, you know, if he does get in, he's going to go after every fucking single one of them and start arresting them because they did it to him. Yep. And he's they actually got real. He's going to have real fucking cases on these people. Exactly. Not made up shit. So it goes on to say an EPA spokesperson said the agency is reviewing Wednesday's ruling and called the Biden administration rule the best interpretation of the Clean Water Act. Representatives from West Virginia and North Dakota issued statements praising the injunction, saying the rule would hurt industry and jobs without achieving environmental protection goals. Exactly. The case is part of a protected uh, protracted battle over the scope of the Clean Water Act and what waterways the federal government has the authority to regulate. And this is the fucking thing right here. This is the government restricting us. This is the government suppressing us. These motherfuckers work for us. We pay them with our fucking taxes and they're going to restrict us. Fuck you. The case is part of a protective battle. Oh, you know what? I already said that. Texas. (laughs) (laughs) I, I can't fucking stand that shit. Texas and industry groups led by the American Farms Bureau Federation separately won a limited injunction last month, halting implementation of the rule in Texas and Idaho. Previous efforts by the Obama and Trump administrations to define the law's scope also faced numerous legal challenges. In Congress, Republicans led an effort to repeal the water rule last month with limited support from across the aisle, including four Senate Democrats and Senator Kirsten Sinema of Arizona, President Joe Biden, a Democrat, uh, vetoed that measure early this month, of course. The U.S. Supreme Court is also considering the scope of the law and heard oral arguments in a case challenging an earlier interpretation of its reach in October. And that's the end of that motherfucking article. <laughs> well, do you have any... Uh, yeah, that, that's it for that article? Yes. You're just wrapping up the water ban? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. You got anything else you want to add? Say? No, just, you know what? Well, I'd like to add something. No. no I don't care. I'm still going to say it. <laughs> so in previous shows, you might have uh, heard me refer to cracking a joke or few on uh, MJ about Grinder. <laughs> I just found out in a conversation with him that he specifically didn't know what Grinder was. Nope. He just found out that Grindr is targeted towards the gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer community. And he's over here. <laughs> yeah. I, got, I, I came off it because of reasons I don't want to talk about. So, I, you know, as listeners and myself, I thought he was going along with the joke. <laughs> he was dumb. He was just dumb to the whole thing didn't know what the hell i was talking about because it just sounds it sounds fake i don't know 
It's a real thing. That's fucking, that's weird. Come up with a better name. Jesus Christ. Then would you go on the app if it had a better name? No. I thought you were going to say Sorry. That. Sorry. Don't swing that way. Only at the truck stops. Only a truck. What? That's how I make my side money. You're not supposed that's to put that I, out that, there. That's how all truck drivers make their side money. Well, that's true. All right. So if you're watching and listening for the first time on the, of this show, there's a subscribe button somewhere on your podcast directory or a follow button. Hit that button. Do us a favor. Maybe like the show. Let us know if you, uh, in the comments, if you like the show. I mean, because then we know what kind of content to bring you. And um, then if you're on YouTube or Rumble, you can hit that subscribe button or a follow button. And um, and the same thing, fucking uh, like and comment the videos so we know, okay, they, this they like this content. I mean, the Realist Weekly wrap-up, we can't really change the content. You're, you're going to have to change what's going on in uh, society to get new content. We don't control that. We're just bringing you the fucking articles. There is a way that they can. Oh, boy. Well, I'm trying to wrap up the show here, okay? Save well, it for it... another show. Um, <laughs> then, then while you're you're on this following spree because you're like, man, I fucking love this show so much. Where, where else can I follow them? We're on Instagram and Twitter at checkers underscore and underscore MJ. And on Twitter and Instagram, you will see content that we do not talk about on this show or that you will not see in the videos, okay? So that's a reason why you would want to go follow us on those social media platforms. And then we are also on Truth, which eventually will take off in the you know the coming years, at the underscore realist underscore uncensored. And you can see our content over there. Um, it's nothing too crazy, just promoting the show because... Um, you know, just trying to get the word out there to fellow fellow truthers, <laughs> <laughs> fellow uh, Trumpians. Um, so you know, and then if you heard because you're listening that you're like, oh shit, they're on YouTube and Rumble, and I'd love to look at them talk into a mic and stare at a wall and a computer screen. Then fuck yeah, you can find us at the Realist Uncensored on YouTube and Rumble. One word. And if you go follow us there, you're not just going to see me and MJ talking into the mics. There's a surprise there. We post shorts too. Sometimes. Where, yeah, yeah, sometimes. And sometimes <laughs> fucking MJ looks like he's fucking <laughs> just whacked out of his fucking mind. But anyways, um, so you can find us all on there. And then um, and then there's um, MJ's TikTok page. Nope. Nope. You you don't want to put your personal TikTok out there? No, I don't use it. Oh, okay. But he does have one. So if you want to find him, find him. It's, <laughs> <laughs> the, it's your job if you want to find him on there. Um, and then you can email us at therealistuncensored at gmail.com if you got any emails, you know, uh, for show ideas, subject ideas. Um, you want to explain in depth to MJ what Grinder really is. You know, send him an email. <laughs> and uh, we will be dropping shows weekly on Wednesday and Friday. That is every Wednesday and Friday. We won't miss a Wednesday and Friday. And some, and st- uh, wow. And, uh, unless something catastrophic comes up. But uh, even at that point, uh, you'll hear from one of us. But and with that being said, we also got the Monday shows, which uh, that's MJ's uh, department. He hasn't uh, come up with anything. So that's his fault. 
Um, but other than that, do you have anything else to add? No, sir. Do you want to add your grinder profile to this? No, I told you I got rid of that. <laughs> oh, okay. And you know what? Fucking Anheuser Busch. Fuck their products. And fuck Dylan Mulvaney. Yeah.